welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. My name is Son Edom, alongside somebody who is sporting <laughs> some new fashion, new apparel, swag, swag Terra yes. Hero. Hey guys, welcome back. Good to see you again. Hey, so uh, we're wearing our new shirts. I know it's probably hard to see with us sitting here, but you can go to our Instagram at Two Steps Ahead Podcast. And you can click the link in the bio, and it brings up some options. There's a swag shop. Click swag shop, and it'll take you to our store, and you can buy all kinds of merchandise there, like T-shirts, a 25th episode, anniversary T-shirt. Uh, what's the back of yours say? Son is always saying, hey, Soterra. So now the back of my shirt is, hey, I'm Soterra. So, not I'm, I'm Soterra. You're Soterra. Yeah. So I say, hey, Soterra. She says, I'm Soterra. <laughs> And then on the back of mine, which I decided to wear this one to contrast, says the great Son Edom, which she came up with. So yes. she's wise beyond her years. <laughs> and so we are here at, uh, where are we? This is your favorite spot. It is one of my favorite restaurants, honestly. Uh, we are at the Newhall Refinery in Newhall, California, which is in the Santa Clarita Valley. They are located on Main Street, which is off the 14 Freeway. Um, it is one of the favorite spots. Actually, this whole downtown Newhall area is one of the favorite spots here in Santa Clarita. There's a ton of really great restaurants. Um, and the Newhall Refinery, I mean, they have great craft beer if you are a beer drinker, and they've got great food. My favorite, actually, this is the menu behind us. My favorite um, is like all of them. <laughs> I always get the burger and the fries because it's bomb. Um, but everything on the menu, you cannot go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and they have uh, oysters on the half shell. Highly recommend them. And look at this. Uh, yes, and so then they have like a list of, of beers. And the one that popped out just by name, Clown Shoes, yeah. <laughs> White Ale, Unidragon, mm-hmm. aged in bourbon and rye barrels. 10.25% alcohol by volume. That will get you pickled. Pickled <laughs> with the, where is it? Uh, oh, yeah, the onion rings, onion rings and, the and, fried, and fried pickles, pickles. Yes. with some clown shoes, white tail unidragon <laughs> aged in bourbon and rye barrels. Yes. Uh, 10.2% alcohol by volume. And wow. that would probably also go with the drunk mac and cheese, which I've had yes. is bomb. Handmade pretzel. There's the, oh, the craft burger. Now, the last time I said the bone, I think I've gotten the bone marrow. marrow burger which is amazing i've also had the craft burger which is amazing oh the blueberry bread pudding and the fruit cobbler is yeah shepherd's um, pie sounds good too with the do they have shepherd's pie up lamb, there carrots peas, oh yeah, yeah, and potatoes. yeah can't go wrong no you cannot go wrong and the organic chicken with the creamy tucson sauce with spinach artichoke gnocchi and the fried artichoke that is also amazing yeah the new hall refinery you can check them out on facebook and instagram at Newhall Refinery. Mm-hmm. And they're the also really nice in here, the, the service and the yeah. staff and everything. We've sat at the bar a couple of times and had our meal there, and the bartenders were super nice, super accommodating. And if you show up, you might see Tara. <laughs> you might. You might. <laughs> on, a, on a Friday or Saturday night, you just might. Which brings us to the topic of conversation for the show, and that is values. What do we value? What's our value system? Do we value money? Do we value craft beer, food, yes, merchandise, <laughs> all of the above? And so that's what we're going to kind of address here today is our value system. And in fact, how our value system might dictate character, how we respond to things, how we live life, mm-hmm. and all of the above. So mm-hmm. kick us off. 
Yeah, so our values, um, it's always interesting if you've ever had a job or you've been in an education where people say um, you should figure out what your core values are because core values has a lot to do with your overall, um, the way that you do life. So it has, it goes into your goals. It goes into your, I want to say thesis because I'm a writer, but it's more of your, your purpose and your um, vision and your mission. So they all kind of go together. So your mission, your vision, your, your, and your core values. And so a lot of people during this exercise, people will sit down and, and the instructor will say, okay, write down your core values. And a lot of people will write things like honesty, trust, um, love, like they'll roll right down things like that. But a value, a core value is something that actually drives your behavior. So we have a lot of these wannabe values. Like we think that, of course, you know, everybody's going to value honesty, but is it, we have to ask ourselves, like, does it really drive your behavior? Is it the driving force um, to the way that you roll throughout the day? So for example, one of my core values is learning. So I don't know if I had a list in front of me if I would pick learning, but it's something that um, I would say that it is about me, like I'm, I'm a learner. So then I have to ask myself, does it drive my behavior? And when, you, when I look at the way that I spend time throughout my day or the way that I approach things, I would say, oh, yeah, that's what drives me. So, not, so sometimes we have values that we don't realize that are a core value. And so you can get a list, like you could like Google it and go on the list and get in, um, on the Internet and get like a list of values. And, you, and the idea is to circle like all the, you could probably circle 20 or 30. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then once you get your 20 or 30, then you have to go back and ask yourself, is that how I roll throughout my day? Like, like do I use honesty as the driving force? Is that what drives my behavior? Or um, like some people are perfectionists, and so everything, they need to have everything in their house just exactly, everything has to be put away, everything's immaculate, everything's spotless. So, so they might not value perfectionism as something that they aspire to be, but that's what they are. Like that's, that's what drives their behavior during the day to make sure everything's put away is that they value um, um, perfectionism. So it's kind of an interesting, have you ever done any of those exercises or have you ever thought about like what drives your behavior? Yeah, I've thought about what, what has driven my behavior, what drives it. And um, let me ask you this before I get into it. How much does my perfection for the backdrop drive you nuts oh my god it's like the bane of my existence like okay so can i just tell you go ahead ahead. (laughs) we're on location today so it's not an issue thank god but every time we record and we put the the normal backdrop so there's like an air conditioner in the room there's a fan a ceiling fan in the room ah if this curtain is like one half of one centimeter crooked or if it's blowing you know with the it could be a hundred degrees that he doesn't care like it like if it's blowing or if it's crooked or we spend 20 minutes and so i hang up my job's like hanging up the curtain his job is plugging everything in i'm like okay does it pass your inspection no 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 over here i'm like okay does it pass your inspection now no does it pass your like because <laughs> i value the way the show looks and that drives my behavior, and you get the brunt of it. Yes, and my value is not being hot. These lights that we have, we have studio lights here. I don't want to be hot while we're filming. And so I'm like, please leave the air conditioner and the fan on. And he's like, no, because it moves the curtain, and then you can't, yeah. But because of compromise, <laughs> there have been times we've left it on so you can see a wave in the backdrop. 
But um, but yeah, so so in that case, something like that, you know, value of perfection on the way a show looks in case like our show, mm-hmm. um, that would drive me. Um, you know, through this pandemic, one of the things that I've been trying to do is, you know, further our show mm-hmm. because not only for ourselves, but I think it's also something that could benefit other people. In fact, I've had, you know, we've had a guy on TikTok one time post something that he yeah. heard you say yes. and it resonated with him and he, mm-hmm. you know, talked about it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So we think, you know, not only does it fun for us and benefit us, but so that drive to try to continue this through the pandemic and not shut down has been a value that a resource maybe for people. So your value, I would say in that scenario is um, success. Like you just keep moving forward and you want to be successful. That's also, so like there's like 200, like you could get a list of like 200 values, core values. Um, That would be. The other thing I value, which I think kind of drives me is uh, kindness. Because I do think 99% of the time, minus the 1% I'm on the freeway, that is now getting more congested as the days go by. It is. And, it was uh, very full the other day. You know, I, I, I try to at least live that way. Think of, you know, we talked about before, put myself in that person's shoes mm-hmm. and walk and what would it be like? And so sometimes I have to pull back. Other times I might let loose, so especially mm-hmm. in this nutty day and age of people and their nuttiness. Um, you know, so that's another thing I try to look at people. You know, we talked one time about, uh, you know, how, you know, supporting that person, whether or not you agree or disagree with them, you mm-hmm. know, and so that's the type of thing that I try to do. Uh, I don't know if that's in that value list or not. But so, so those, those are some of the type of things, success, um, you know, making sure that others, you know, I'm treating others well and hopefully mm-hmm. they treat me the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause we talked about it before, like the golden rule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the perfection for the backdrop. You know, so there are some things that drive me, but then there are also some bigger issues that drive my convictions and drive my ideology. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. so there's, so like I think what? there's two different things. Well, like, so for one, I would think that what drives my ideology is, the fact that, okay, if we have a belief in something, okay? So you've mentioned many times that uh, your belief is a Christian belief, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I aspire to a lot of those same beliefs. And so my belief is that some things here on earth have to be different. We have to treat them differently and approach them differently than maybe everybody else would, okay? So compassion. You know, there's uh, a big thing going on, you know, with the racism thing. And everybody wants to jump on one side of the fence or the other. You know, we have to do this and not be that way. We have to support this and that. We have to put a black square on social media. We have to do that. But when I look at it, you know, compassion for everybody, and I know this is going to be, oh, you're an all lives matter guy. No, but compassion for everybody will then equal compassion for the person that we're talking about. And I think that when you talk about compassion, you know, it's treating the person, no matter who they are, as a person and valuing them as a person. So that way then you're not judging them or treating them any different than a person and looking at their inside, their soul of who they are rather than their appearance of who they are. And that could be, take race them out, that could be somebody who might not be in shape that could be somebody who has a disability. You've talked about Bob before, no arms, no legs. And, um, you know, people look at him and they think that he needs help or they think that he can't do things because they look at his disability and not who he is. And on the inside, he's just Bob who runs around and plays, you know, quad rugby and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at somebody in the compassion aspect, we take them as a whole and who they are and not what they can, can't do, what they look like, what they don't look like, and uh, and those, you know, kind of surface characteristics of people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
theoretically, yes. And if we all thought that way, then we, there wouldn't be a problem. Um, but we don't. And I think that, um, we've left a lot of groups behind. Um, you know, the disabled community for one, there's not a lot of services. You know, Bob works tirelessly for, um, the disabled and he goes around to, um, different cities and he works with different, um, leaders in cities to make sure that the city is accessible to people with disabilities because a lot of the, um, the curbs and a lot of the street corners, a lot of the um, facilities around town, you know, the athletic clubs or whatever, they're all made for able-bodied people and, and people with disabilities are, are left out a lot of times and they can't participate, um, in the same things because the city, a lot of the, the, um, services that the city provides are not set up for wheelchairs or for, um, crutches or, or, you know, whatever. And so there's a lot, which is why, you know, the ADA, the American Disabilities Act came out and to make sure that the bathrooms are accessible, to make sure that the entrances are accessible. Um, there's a lot of work being done in that area because we don't treat everybody. And there's a, and I've heard of a lot of, of businessmen who say, um, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to go that expense. They're, they don't care that their bathroom isn't regulated or that it's not, you know, accessible because, um, it costs a lot of money and, and they just don't want to, you know, do the upgrades. And so, um, you know, the reality, you know, and the whole, you know, the black money lives matter thing is that they're, you know, you look at the documentary 13th on Netflix, um, there's tons of, um, books and documentaries, but to see how the system, um, has just, you know, systemically has just, um, over and over and over all these years, it's a very well done, um, very well documented, um, documentary, so, yes, obviously, all lives matter, but we don't um, act that way, and we haven't um, we haven't um, behaved that way because there are groups that are being, you know, left behind and not treated um, as equally. And so we have to we can't. So it's hard to say that until everybody is, um, and not everybody thinks that way. There's well, a lot of. I think it's a personal thing. I mean, like for me, like I said, when when I bring it up, it's a personal thing. And so, do I expect everybody else to have that same values? No. Is it a good value to have? I think so. But if it's but it's a personal one. So when you say, you know, not everybody's that way. I don't expect it to be because like well, not met, everybody's like, that way because people don't care a lot. There's a lot of people that don't care about other people. Right. Well, like so, the analogy you just said with the they don't care if they're ADA compliant. Well, they value money. Probably, right. and so therefore, more their than, actions yeah. are going to be. Exactly, I don't care about the person. The bottom line is more important. Exactly. That's their value driving their. Exactly, which we would think is uncompassioning compassion, right? You know, non-compassion, right. and uh, and we think, dude, you should do it. But he's like, no, I value money. So therefore, that dictates his mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. Right, and so I think that that goes. So it's so. I mean, we personally can say, you know, that we think that all lives matter, but our society doesn't behave that way because there's a lot of systems and a lot of regulations that are not for everybody, and we don't treat everybody as as equals, which is sad. So, um, but it goes, but again, like you said, it goes back to our personal values, and what we talked about in the the last um, episode is that we all have a thing that we fight for, and so some people's value is money. Some people's value is they just want to make as much you know money as possible, and and all this other stuff is just a bunch of noise that's in their way. So we have to you know understand where people are coming from, and 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 kind of you know work together because a lot of people. 
have values that are like there's positive, you know, what we would say is a positive value and, and a negative value, right? So if someone is selfish, um, but that's what they value, they value themselves, you know, you know, narcissists and, you know, all that they, they want to take care of themselves. That's a value. That's how they get through their day. That's, that's what, um, determines the way that they make their decisions throughout the day. It's bad for the rest of us, but that is there. So we have to be honest. So when you're doing this exercise, you have to be honest about, we just have to keep asking like, okay, what is the determining, what is driving my behavior? What is driving my decision? Um, comfort. A lot of people's value is comfort. And so they will do everything possible to stay comfortable. And, um, you know, we wouldn't pick that necessarily on a list because we want to pick the ones that sound, you know, good. But um, some people just don't want to be uncomfortable at any cost. Um, so their decisions are, are all, you know, geared towards that. So it's it's we kind of you kind of have to look at like a lot of times we'll circle on the list like what we want to be the value, like a want to be value, what we think um, we want, and then we have to be honest about okay, like, what is it that's really driving me? And then we can say, okay, these are my core values and what's driving me might not be healthy, but it's, that's my value right now because that's what I'm using to make decisions. And see, like you take a look at something like honesty, people want honesty, honesty mm-hmm. in relationship, but then are you really being honest? Exactly. You want honesty in life. You know, you want to be treated fairly and honestly in the business world. But are you cheating on your test? Uh, you know, you oh, want the school to teach you. And I heard one the other day. This is a good one. So a guy has mentioned several times that he does not want to pay his taxes. He hates paying taxes because the government um, doesn't use his money wisely. And he doesn't want to. So he, like, cheats as much as he can on the whatever he can get away with. On the flip side... <laughs> He's in a um, public service area, which is paid for by taxes. And so then he's saying, oh, we need more money in that area. And we can't. And and it's like, well, wait a second. If you yourself don't want to pay the taxes and yet you want that service to be provided because you like that doesn't even make sense. That's the inconsistency of it all. Right. right, The hypocrisy. But then this person will say, oh, yeah, of course I'm honest. I want to, you know, be honest. But then they're. They're, we're only honest when it benefits us. I mean, let's just be honest. Let's just like, you know, as long as it's benefiting us, but as long as, but then when we have to make a hard decision and it doesn't benefit us or we have to do something that we don't like, then maybe we're not so honest. We could take a look at any politician. Their value is power. Yes. Their value is getting reelected. Mm-hmm. And you can look and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. You can look at the behavior of these people mm-hmm. and see that that's all that they're doing mm-hmm. because one day they believe and are saying this the next day they're believing and saying this and it's a complete contradiction from year to year from you know administration mm-hmm. to administration but that's all they care about is an agenda mm-hmm. so even something like that so if you take it down to yourself what are you valuing are you mm-hmm. valuing peace are you being peaceful mm-hmm. uh, you want a peaceful life are you being peaceful to other people um, if you want uh, value you know whatever it is love are you loving to other people you know, and I'm not mm-hmm. talking about relationship love because that's a whole different ballgame. But if you are valuing loving your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. you know, are you doing that? Do you want to be loved by others? You know, do you want to have peaceful communities? Then are you practicing that? Are you doing that? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the hardest things that people try to do but often miss sometimes is they want but they can't give that. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't give that value. Their value is, yes, I value this, 
If I'm getting it, yes, yeah. but yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. demonstrating it, and they're like, "What's wrong?" That is an excellent. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Is that we the values we want other people like I like we'll say I value honesty because we want other people to be honest, but then we pick and choose. I might pick and choose myself where I want to be honest, where it's going to benefit me. Yeah, that's an that, an excellent distinction. So, um, hence the reason that he is the great son Edom. <laughs> <laughs> to stroke his ego, my Padawan. Every now and then. <laughs> Still can't believe you don't know Lord of the Rings. I, I gotta, I gotta, yeah. A whole week has gone by. I, I have to do my homework. So, um, that threw me off. So, yeah. So we have like we base ourselves on our intentions, and so, and we also value things that the way that we want to be treated, not necessarily the way that we want to treat other people. I think that's where the hypocrisy comes in because our value can equal our character and vice versa because character is character is only valid in the opposite situation so like right now if you go and look at my instagram i have a post on there with the mug um about kindness and um it's only like it's love a loving and gentle spirit in the middle of a shit show like chaos is when is the time to be kind not when it's a sunny day outside and we're like oh i'm gonna buy you know a coffee for the person behind me that's a really nice gesture but when someone's yelling at you or when someone is cranky or when someone is having a really bad day, um, <laughs> are we going to use kind words to them? Are we going to treat them with respect and, and, and with dignity and the people that we – that's what we don't think about is that character is only valid. Even the dictionary, that, or, like that's what it says in the dictionary about kindness, that it's, that it's under provocation. And that's the other thing where the value system comes in. Then, so if you're valuing peace, and someone's yelling and screaming at you, then you want peace. So are you going to yell and scream back? Mm -hmm. Because now you're double dipping. You're dipping into your value (laughs) system, and you're dipping into your character, and you're showing and demonstrating character by demonstrating your value. And I think that's again one of the hardest things to do because it's such a me, me, me. You know, we Mm -hmm. want people to look at us. And we want people to treat us a certain way, but then we're not in tune to treating people the other way. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, that's kind of interesting is that, you know, when it comes to the values, one of the things that I don't think we do is value other people's values and opinions. Okay? Mm-hmm. So if we had a value where it's like, okay, I respect, like we do because I hear it all the time, I respect other people's opinions, but then it's like you bring up anything and all of a sudden they're attacking it. Okay? Mm-hmm. So for, it's the example, the intolerance in the name of tolerance, okay? So, you know, we just have come through June a couple weeks ago, and there was a lot of stuff going on. And so there were people doing, you know, different things, um, out and about, whatever, you know, celebrating, protesting, whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. But then if you are opposite of that, okay, now you're jumping on that person because they think differently of you, okay, or they're, they're acting differently, or they believe something different. So, again, let's go back to the mass thing. And there's been a lot of argument back and forth. Whatever your belief is, okay, that's your belief. Mm-hmm. And so, but if we valued other people's opinions, then I could sit and listen to somebody else's opinion and respect that, listen to it, and be like, okay, I may still disagree, but I've listened. Instead, we get caught up in the fight. We get caught up in the argument. We get caught up in the back and forth. And the I'm right, you're wrong, my point's right, your side's wrong. And so we don't value other people's opinions. And so the rift gets wider and wider because we don't value other people, what they have to say. We just want them to listen to us and then do what we say or believe what we believe. And that's just not going to happen. Yeah, my mind's really spinning on that because I was thinking about that the other day about opinions. Um, Because I think, and I'm talking out loud right now, I'm processing out loud because um, yes, we can we can have our everyone's entitled to their opinion, 
but I don't know that everybody's opinion is valid or everybody's opinion is worthy. So, for example, if um, I like Brene Brown, she has a lot of books and a lot of stuff on YouTube. She's a professor. She's been studying shame. And um, so she said that when she talks about getting in the arena, um, if you're in the arena and you're and you're weathering the storm. So getting in the arena would be like, okay, we're starting a podcast or someone's starting a project or they're, they're actually, they're out there doing it. Whatever it is, they're in the arena, they're doing it. The people in the stadium seats that are watching what is going on in the arena, the naysayers, the trolls, the, you know, whatever, their opinion doesn't count because they're not in the arena themselves. So she says, I only listen to people. She says, if they're not in the arena with me and they're not doing it, you know, um, going full force in life and doing things and like getting bumped around and um, failing and getting back up and, and, you know, stumbling and learning and, you know, all this kind of stuff. If they're not in there doing it too, then their opinion doesn't count because they're not, they're just on the, on the outside, you know, criticizing what you're doing, but they're too scared to get into the arena themselves. So she said, I don't even listen to those people. And it's the same thing on, like, on social media, like the trolls. Like, they have no idea the person behind the post, the story behind the post, what's really going on. And then all of a sudden, they're an expert on on what this person is, is posting. And they have no idea about anything. They just have an opinion, right? So we, I think we all have opinions and we all have thoughts. I think the people are valid, um, I don't know that everyone's opinion is. I think it goes back to what we've talked in the past on early shows, like way back when you were a rookie. Now you're more of an expert because I've trained you well. No, um, <laughs> but we talked about you. Know, you talked. You brought in the the border bullies. We've talked yes. about success. Who's defining your success? Right. Like who's so the border bullies you? are opinions that you don't listen to. No, you can avoid them, but they can still have their opinion. Well, of course, yeah, everyone so, can so have their opinion, yeah, so that's but it doesn't what, that's necessarily like, mean that we no, have to you don't validate have to listen to their them, opinion. And they or, could be wrong. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a whole history, if we studied history, of people's opinions that are that wrong. That are wrong, yes. But you can still listen to it because there could be something in there that we learn from. Okay, for example, one of the things I like to do sometimes late at night when there's nothing else on is I'll turn on religious programming. Okay? And most of the time it's pure heresy. Okay? It's just wrong. And the theology's wrong, everything's wrong. But every once in a while, there's a nugget that I'll catch somebody saying in their, in their uh, you know, heresy about <laughs> something that makes me think that then triggers a thought to something else, something else, something else. And so um, even though I dismiss what they have to say, something correlates because they're talking about the topic. Now, I'm not in that arena. They're not in my arena. But something they say might trigger something that promotes thought. And so if we have somebody that's not in our arena, okay, Outside of it, sometimes it can be okay because they're looking at it from a different perspective. You know, when you're just looking at it from a vision, you talked about the macro versus the micro Mm -hmm. view. Sometimes in the arena, we're looking at the micro view Mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. People outside the arena, they're looking at it from a macro. Mm -hmm. And so we can sometimes learn from people the macro view. Now, we could dismiss them. They might say, okay, you're doing a podcast. It's a little podcast. It's horrible, whatever. I can't believe it. Um, you shouldn't do it. It's no good. But you know what? Um, it's uh, you guys look good together when you're when you're on camera. 
something, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, you could dismiss everything they say because they're not in the arena, but that one nugget of you guys look, okay, validates the fact that you're doing the show mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. I know it's probably not the best analogy, but it's something like that. Or if you're creating something, people could, you know, the shirts you create, you could criticize the shirts that they made. And you can listen to it and be like, okay, they're dismissive of everything. But maybe there's something in what they said because they're a consumer of T-shirts that you pick up on. You know? Well, I think so that, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a balance. So I agree. I understand what she's saying. But there's also, too, if you're valuing, maybe it's valuing information. Maybe mm-hmm. it's valuing something else. But if you, if you have that opportunity to listen and mm-hmm. not just immediately dismiss because of who they are. Mm-hmm. Then I think that, that approach, to me personally, anyways, is a little different. Because if someone came to me and said, and they're not in my arena, and they wanted to talk to me about something, it's easy to dismiss. Well, I don't think that she was saying that the arena was like a personal arena. I think she means like, I think she was talking about border bullies, about trolls, about people that that are not trying themselves. Mm-hmm. So like someone that gets in the arena is someone that's trying, wanting to succeed, and then they're like doing nothing but criticizing mm-hmm. As if they know what they're talking about, right? So I think that was not okay. necessarily like the specific category right. of like, you know, podcast to podcast. But because you're right, people on the outside, you know, can see better than what we can see. But I think it's, but to your point, we can learn from anybody. Um, and we can learn from, you know, anybody that we listen to, anybody, you know, if we have that mind set you know that that everybody is valuable and we can learn from everything um i think my i get frustrated at people who say um who have an opinion and maybe i don't agree with their opinion and then they're mad because i don't agree with their opinion and i'm like you have your right to your opinion i also have a right to agree or to disagree i don't have to take it um, as as valid, and so I think there was a guy back in that I'm thinking of um, back when I was getting my English degree, and we were in a workshop type class, and we had to write a play, and this guy wrote a play that um, was very salacious, like like people write things just because in you know, like call, they could they just because they can, right? So there was a lot of like. Um, I think he was writing about, you know, having sex on a church pew or something. Like, it was just, like, way... The whole thing was just very, very out there. Like, way over the top. And he thought that because he wrote this play, that people were going to... Like, it's an automatic exception, you know. And the rest of the class, like, nobody liked it. So, um, he was he was offended because he because he wrote it therefore people you know should like it and it's like well or and then he was offended like like there was somebody else that did a play and it was being put it was on production and and it was going to be at this playhouse and there were some people that didn't want to go and he was offended you know it's like well yeah you have the right to do that kind of content but that doesn't mean that people are going to like it so i think that's where i get kind of like um i start to uh roll my eyes a bit when people say you know i have my opinion you're right and i value you as a person and i will listen to your opinion and if and if there's something that i can learn from i certainly will but that doesn't mean that i agree with what you're saying or that i like what you're saying and i think people get so offended Mm -hmm. if someone doesn't take their opinion as valid i think that's where wisdom comes in we have to decide because not everybody's opinion is on track because just like we talked about in the last podcast 
everybody's coming from a different place. And so if their values are different than yours, therefore their opinion is going to come from a value system that's completely different than yours. So that's not going to be a valid opinion to you. So does it mean that I, and then people get hurt and they're like, Oh, well, just because you're dismissing my opinion, you're dismissing me. No, <laughs> I just, we just, we have to take the, the voices and then we have to discern, um, what is, you know, on the right track and what is, but that doesn't, yeah, everyone can have their opinion, but we don't, we don't have to listen or to, to like give credence to everybody's opinion. No, and we shouldn't because we should guard what we yeah. hear, what we listen, we should question it and make sure that what's being said is of value. Maybe the people that are telling it to us is someone that's worthy, that we think is worthy. Um, the other thing too, when you talk about value system and valuing something, the other thing that I think that is hard for people to do, because sometimes it can be hard for me, is you sit there and you don't really understand what it is that the value means. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. it could be taken for granted. Mm-hmm. It could be a number of things, but you really don't understand what that value means, and so you try to put a price on it, or you try to put something of meaning, because a lot of times we look at value as monetary. You know, mm-hmm. or, or my four one k is mm-hmm. a value because mm-hmm. gold is value because uh, jewelry is a value because my bank account is a value because my mm-hmm. car is a value because, and really the car in and of itself, yeah, you might have paid for it. But is it really the car that's the of value or is it the sediment, the the emotion behind your mm-hmm. vehicle? What the, it means to you. Yeah, there's a bunch of people that have yeah. a lot of old crappy cars, mm-hmm. but you know what? They're paid they, for. And they've they had it. Blood, sweat, yep. and tears. Yep. And that means something to them. And so yep. I often, you know, I always talk about road rage on the freeway and stuff. That's one thing that I have kind of been able to accept or put myself in mm-hmm. is, okay, I'm driving along the freeway, and there's a car in front of me going slow. Why are you in the fast lane going 20 <laughs> miles an so hour? Annoying. All that stuff. <laughs> but then I start to think, okay, what if this person saved five years for a car? And they spent those five years working double shifts, and they spent those five years taking public transportation, and so on and so on. And now they got to the point where they bought the car, and now they're just ultimately or you know uber concerned about their vehicle getting crashed or whatever. So they should not be in the fast lane well, of going course, slow. <laughs> there's many different stories. There's many different because reasons. But I'm just saying. You're a traffic hazard when yes. you do that. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I mean, there was one recently, maybe a couple of weeks ago, where there was like a $200,000 Lamborghini. I don't know if you saw this, left the uh, parking lot or the, the car lot and was like 90 seconds later or 90 minutes later smashed. Oh. Crashed it. So, boom. No. $150,000 done. Oh, no, no. So, you know, again, you're trying to understand that. That's or you're so trying sad. to understand that maybe somebody, you know, saved their pennies to buy a clothes, a jacket, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, a two steps ahead podcast. Right? <laughs> That's right. Um, and so, again, you know, so when we look at the value, sometimes value, when we look at it, might be different than what the person is valuing mm-hmm. on the other side. And so sometimes we have to take a look and realize, okay, mm-hmm. what is the value that mm-hmm. is being put on this thing? Mm-hmm. We might have 20 shirts and somebody might have one or two. Mm-hmm. And so for them, those shirts are more value. It was kind of like mm-hmm. the movie, um, wide Earp with, um, not the Kevin Costner one, but the other one with Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer as uh, yes. doc holiday. Yes. And, um, What's that guy's name? I can't even think of it right now. It's something that's staring me right in the head. Anyways, um, one of the characters asked Doc Holliday, you know, why he was hanging out with Wyatt Earp. And his response was, because he's my friend. Mm-hmm. And the response from the other guy was, well, I have many friends. And Doc Holliday's response was, I don't. 
you know, that was his friend, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. of who he was. And so there's a, there's a thing, you know, there's your value system. Somebody might have multiple friends. And so, you know, why do you go above and beyond or whatever the case may be for this mm-hmm. one person? Mm-hmm. It's his only friend. And so the value on that relationship is a lot more. The value of that friendship means a lot more right. to Doc Holliday <laughs> than it does to, you know, maybe some of the other people. Uh, so again, we have to kind of take that into consideration too. I think it goes back to the fact too that we always try to lump everything into one answer. Yeah. And it's just not that way. And to have understanding and to come and approach it from a different, mm-hmm. and then live it. Well, we all want the world to be the way that we see it. Right? Of course. We all want rose colored glasses or beer goggles on. And we all, yeah, we know. all want to, we, we all want the world to be that. A way that it makes us personally um, comfortable. So we have to, and so when we're talking about values, there's personal values, and then there's like societal values, you know, morals and ethics and all of that kind of stuff. And it would be nice if everybody followed the same one, but not like you said, everybody's different. Everybody has different ideas of what would make a great society, and so we're always fighting about you know what that looks like and who gets to make those decisions and. Um, Ultimately, we're never going to agree because we're all human, which is why um, we need the God um, morals. And see, some of you said earlier, you know, you are more compliant. Yeah. And I might be more of a uh, push the le- push the limit. A rebel, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But see, the balance there then is what keeps us kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Because if everybody was compliant, then we'd have a bunch of stepwood wives running around. Mm-hmm. If everyone was a rebel or whatever, then we'd have chop. Or Chaz, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and just which pure finally, anarchy. thankfully, has, has yeah, been dismantled. I mean, but you have complete <laughs> anarchy. So you know, having the balance, yeah, is a good thing. But like you said, it ultimately goes back to the heart. So it all stems from the heart. So what your heart is like will dictate your values. Mm-hmm. Your values can dictate your character. Mm-hmm. Your character then dictates who you are, mm-hmm. and then who you are is how you affect other people. Yeah, and and I want to um, sit on that for a second because you're right. I I don't. Did we talk about that the last show or the show? I'm getting confused now. So I am compliant, right? I, I grew up in a. Um, I think the last podcast, I grew up um, in a house, just kind of you know, do what you're told, don't talk back. You know, I didn't um, have too much of a say in in you know how things were going. Um, and, but that's not, so, so that would be a value because that's how I, um, I didn't want to get in trouble. So I valued, this is where it goes, um, sideways. So that's, so I valued, you know, maybe not getting in trouble or not rocking the boat. That was my value at the time because, um, so it was like a um, like a self preservation thing, right? People pleasers will do the same thing. So people pleasers value is I need to be pleasing. So they will not be honest. Now they'll say, "Oh yeah, I value honesty, and I think that I'm an honest person," but they're not. They're lying through their teeth because their agenda is to be pleasing to people. People pleasers have a horrible time being honest. Not that they're going to blatantly like lie to you, but they will not tell you how they're really feeling. They're, they're not going to tell you like if there's a group and people are deciding where to go out to eat or, or what to do in activity. They will not put in their opinion. Oh, you you decide you, you know, we'll just do what I'm easy. You guys do whatever you want. Right. And then that same person will later will turn around and complain like that nobody pays attention to them or that they don't have a voice or that people don't ask them questions. But yet when they're with somebody, they'll say, Oh no, what's going on with you? Oh yeah, I'm fine. How are you? 
right? And they're constantly because they want to be pleasing. They want to, their whole goal is to make you feel good. They're very hospitable, very nice people. Um, so their value causes them distress. It causes them internal distress because they, they're, they, because they want to be pleasing, they have a really hard time setting boundaries. They have a really hard time setting no. They have a hard time um, with immediate gratification. They have a hard, all kinds of things. And so they have these things about them that is causing them internal stress because their value is, you know, people-pleasing. So sometimes it goes, we have to understand that about, about people. We have to understand that about ourselves because sometimes we're acting in ways that we don't even realize that we're doing. Sometimes we don't realize that we're self-sabotaging. So when you get a bunch of people who are, you know, codependent, you talk about keeping the peace. Sometimes people are peacekeepers because they don't want the alcoholic or the, you know, the drug addict to rage at them or to get upset. And so they'll do whatever they can to keep things peaceful. Right. But that's, you know, well, I think that's the hardest thing too, is when you get in those situations, but you also have to know yourself right. and know who you are and what it is that you're dealing with. And I think a lot of times people in those situations get away from who they are because it's the, I'm going to find myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to go find myself or mm-hmm. I had to break up with somebody to find myself or I had to go eat, love, pray to Europe to find myself, you know, or whatever <laughs> it is. And so that's the thing is, is so that again, if you know, you have to have a basic in life. You can't just, when we started the podcast, you wanted to sit down and put together a business plan and all this foundational stuff. And I'm like, let's just hit it and go. And either way, that's somewhere in the middle. We ended up at somewhere in the middle. We had mm-hmm. somewhat of a plan and we somewhat just went with it. Mm-hmm. And so, but you have to have structures, basically what I'm getting to. And so even in this situation with values and what you believe in, and how you're going to deal with life, you have to have a structure, a foundation. For some, it's religion. For some, it's other things, political causes, uh, social causes, you know, selfish causes, whatever. Um, so you have to have a foundation, though. And that foundation, when you get down to the crux of it, is going to be, if you're just going to look at yourself, it's going to be what do you believe in, mm-hmm. how you're going to act upon those beliefs, mm-hmm. and then how are those beliefs that you act upon going to affect others. Mm-hmm. And again, when you do, when you look at those things, then it's going to be, okay, if I believe because I was taught that a certain race of people are inferior, okay, or let's take it even out of that, you know, uh, a lot of people will say we need immigration because we need people to pick the strawberries in the field or the maids in the hotels or who's going to mow your lawn. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're valuing immigrants as people that can only achieve X amount of success. Why can't they be businessmen, lawyers, doctors? Why can't we have them here to be the next generation of successful people? Why does that have to be relegated? So you only value, so then why are you valuing immigration? Is it a political concern? Is it like a, an agenda? What's the situation? But if you're valuing human life, then you're looking at these people and saying, okay, they come from a place that's not very good. They want a better life for them, their families, generations to maybe come. So, that's why they want to come here. So if you look at it from two different perspectives or the person, like you mentioned earlier, if you're looking at someone who is going to conduct a business ADA compliant versus looking at the bottom line who doesn't care and he doesn't care what the bathrooms are like and if the person who is, you know, needs an ADA compliant facility doesn't have one, well, they don't care. Um, it was kind of like the movie, um, and I can't think of the name of the movie, with Kevin Costner and the NASA movie. 
mm-hmm. where they were sitting there, and, and one of the lines uh, with the uh, with uh, the people doing they were putting together this the science behind the uh, the space launch. Um, it was all minority women that were were uh, doing it. Yeah, I've, <laughs> and, that name is on the tip yeah, of my tongue. Well, um, the, there was one scene in there where it was like, why do we always have to go way over there for the bathroom? Right. And the, and then Kevin Costner's character is like, okay, well, let's make a bathroom here. So again, you know, what's the value? He could have just looked at them and no, you can continue to go over there, mm-hmm. or he could be like, okay, we'll put it here, mm-hmm. or go to McFarland, USA, mm-hmm. uh, another Kevin Costner movie where they're sitting there and he's looking at these people from Central hidden America. Figures. That's the movie that hidden Kevin, figures, yeah, yes, hidden, hidden figures. figures. That was such a good movie. But Kevin Costner's looking at these people uh, that are, con- you know, looked at as immigrants, as pickers, as you know, people who are either going to end up in jail or mm-hmm. out in the fields. And he looks at him and he sees runners and he creates a cross country program that ultimately leads to a lot of success and people going to college that may have never gone before first generation, all that, and obviously became a movie. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're valuing now people, people mm-hmm. then he didn't, he, he had no cross country experience. He had no money really mm-hmm. to, to do this. So he wasn't in it for himself, but he saw value in other people. And saw an opportunity to make a difference mm-hmm. and went with it, you know. And so, again, it's, it's the difference between what's your value system, what is it that you're going to do, how you're going to act upon it. So if you have a belief that I'm taught that a certain race of people is bad, and if you don't question that, then you're always going to believe that, and mm-hmm. then you're going to act accordingly. Mm-hmm. If your value system is people and, let's say, life, humans, then someone tells you something, then you're going to question and be like, well, I, I don't agree with that. I don't mm-hmm. think that's right. I don't think that immigrants coming here can only do X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. They can achieve so much more if mm-hmm. given the opportunity, and that opportunity is here. Um, so I think that's the other thing, too, that people kind of need to, or at least I do when I approach things, is look at it from that perspective. What can the people, you know, there's a student who is um, a DACA student, a former student, that's DACA, you know, a dreamer, was brought here by her parents, and so her perspective on things and the way she approaches things is a little different than the perspective that I might have, but when I sit and talk with her, I kind of understand where she's coming from. She just wants an opportunity, and given that opportunity, I'm sure she'd go do great things. Now, the great things that she would do is probably opposite of my ideology and belief, but why not have give her the opportunity to go and try it? You know, give her the opportunity to achieve. Um, you know, again, so again, looking at life that way, for me, I would disagree with everything she has to say pretty much ideology-wise. Mm-hmm. But is it fair to give her the chance? I would think so. Is it fair to give her the opportunity? I would think so because mm-hmm. that's a value in my life versus right. just, hey, I don't care if there's no ADA-compliant bathroom, just suck it up, or hey, mm-hmm. the bathroom's wherever there, just go deal with it. Well, I think that's a... a- you know, why we are in some of the situations that we are right now in the United States, because people are valuing their bottom line more than they're valuing people. They're valuing their lifestyle more than they're valuing philanthropy or um, helping out um, other people. They're valuing their own, um, just their own life situation more, you know, than helping other people. So, you know, there was a guy who said to me one time, um, he was questioning me about um, service. I don't remember what his comment was because it was a long time ago, but he was questioning me kind of like in a, in a not derogatory, but just kind of, you know, I don't know if he's talking smack or I'm not really sure. But he was talking about charities and, you know, about donating and about volunteer. Oh, I know what it was. He was talking about how this, like something about the homeless, about 
um, like there's not enough policies for the homeless or the homeless are in the way and they're, and they're, um, uh, clogging up the streets and they don't want to work. And he was just, you know, kind of going on and on and he, somebody needs to help them and somebody needs to come policies, you know, or whatever. And, um, so I told him a little bit about what we, you know, do personally, but he was kind of still, you know, going on and on. And so then I said to him, well, what charities do you support? either with your time or with your money. And then he was quiet. <laughs> so I think that's what Brene Brown was talking about, about be- being in the arena. That, that's, that's a good example of what she was talking about. So this guy sees problems and sees the people who are trying to help the problem and is critiquing them and criticizing them and judging them. But then he himself is not doing anything with any charity or any volunteer work whatsoever. That's right. So that he didn't even, so th- <laughs> so that's kind of you know, like we have to understand that there are people who um who value, you know, their own stuff more than other stuff and then people don't get treated um fairly in the meantime, right? Well, that is the the value of self yeah. is the biggest thing that people value yeah. and that as you can see dictates their behavior towards other people. Right. And we all value self. You know, we oh, all want to achieve, we all want that. And so that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if we value ourselves too much, mm-hmm. like in a commodity, you know, the commodities market, which I know nothing about, except for the fact that there are certain indicators that dictate what's of value today mm-hmm. and why it's of value versus mm-hmm. tomorrow, mm-hmm. speculation of the future, you know, the, all that formula equals value. Mm-hmm. So if you're just valuing yourself and that's it, eventually that commodity is going to drop and bottom out and you're going to be worth nothing. If you're valuing yourself, but you also have value for all these other things, then Together, the market is up and things are going to be better on a whole. Well, that's like the verse that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Value other people as much as you treat others the way that you treat yourself. Because we treat ourselves pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, we we pamper ourselves. We make sure that we're comfortable. We got the air conditioning. Like, we do everything to make sure that we personally, you know, are, you know, taken care of. And so... We, but we don't necessarily do that for other people. No, and I think that's a conscious effort. You know, mm-hmm. that's the other thing. It's kind of like sometimes in life, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you're driving in your car and then you all of a sudden you're like, oh, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. You know, you just, this, the whole drive was kind of, you're oblivious yeah. to it because you're yeah. whatever. I think sometimes we do that in life. Mm-hmm. We just kind of go and mm-hmm. we coast and then next thing you know, down the road, we're like, wait, how did I get here and mm-hmm. what have I been doing? Mm-hmm. And we have to make a conscious effort in some of these things because sometimes the value that we have is going to be against or the value that we should have is going to be against what is inherent in us. Right, right, right. Sometimes we have values that take us in a direction that we don't realize that we're going and then we wake up and we're like, well, how did I get here? Well, we were valuing, our values were under the radar. They were driving us, driving us and taking us off in another direction. So we have to be purposeful about what are our core values and our purpose and our mission. One of the things that uh, I watched I don't know if it's still on, but it was recent. It was Breaking the Band. And there was all the story about all these bands mm-hmm. that were together and then broke up. And, like, for example, Journey was one of them. When uh, Steve Perry came on, the band exploded mm-hmm. because he just had the talent. And then it got to the point where he valued himself over the rest of the band. Mm-hmm. And so then the band deteriorated, and eventually it didn't end because it's still ongoing. But fortunately, you know, they found another singer. But things like that happen. The band together as a band, when they value each other, the band is a success. Mm-hmm. Then they start valuing themselves 
as an individual, mm-hmm. and then the the uh, band falls apart. Individualism is like the greatest um, breaker upper of everything. <laughs> Don't be a breaker upper. <laughs> Because even as a solo artist, you still need the band behind you. Yes, yes, you do. You still need, no matter what it is, you're going to need somebody there that's more than just you Mm -hmm. to get whatever it is that's done Mm -hmm. needs to be done. And Mm -hmm. so that's why it's important that, you know, again, you want to be able to check who you are. It starts for me, you know, personally, I would think it starts with the heart. The heart then dictates what your values are, what you think is important, what you're going to, you know, put above others. Uh, all that stuff, and then it goes to your character, which is only valid in an opposite situation. And that's the times we're in now. So if you yes. really want to check your character, check your value, get to the heart of the matter, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, anger is an underlying. There's an underlying issue to anger mm-hmm. that we talked about. Um, it's, it'll be in the heart somewhere, and that's where you can find it. And that's something that we can check. Check this again. We've mentioned it before. It's, you know, Michael Jackson, the man in the mirror. It starts with him. You know, it mm-hmm. starts with her. It starts mm-hmm. with the person looking in the mirror, whoever that might be. Um, even if you're non-binary, uh, you got to look <laughs> in the mirror. And it starts with you. Yeah. Um, and if we start to do that and we start to look at that and take that serious look at to who we are, then we can start making the change that we want to mm-hmm. if we have the character, have the value, and have the heart to do so. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so we uh, were... Where are we? Where are we? We yes, are we at, are at n- your favorite place, my, one of them. One of my favorite restaurants here in the Santa Clarita Valley. We are at Newhall Refinery. They are on Main Street in the city of Newhall in the Santa Clarita Valley. Excellent, excellent place. The menu is behind us. They have tons of all of my favorite food items actually are are here. The burger and fries is my absolute favorite. They are bomb. They have great drinks, um, tons of craft beers. They have a whole list of craft beers on here. So it's a fun place. My personal favorite is the clown shoes, white tail, <laughs> unidragon, aged in bourbon and rye barrels. 10.25% alcohol by volume. Yes. How do you put that? On a label. Uh, that's a big label. That's a big label. <laughs> Clown shoes, white tail, unidragon. Yes. Age. So they have a whole list of craft beers here that are a ton of fun. And right now, obviously, uh, in the times that we're in, they are here. F- um, check the website for um, takeout orders and, and all of that. And hopefully they will be opening soon again for the in-service dining. And you can check them out on Facebook and Instagram yes. at New Hall Refinery. So you get updated information there yep, at New Hall Refinery. They are excellent. Highly recommend. Thank speaking, you yeah, for speaking, letting us stay here. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. We appreciate <laughs> the opportunity uh, to come out here and broadcast. Take the show on the road. The Hysteria Podcast Tour Summer 2020 <laughs> coming to a city location near yes. you. Uh, TV station near you, too. And then uh, you can find us on social media. Our show, Instagram, is at Two Steps Ahead Podcast. And then when you go to at Two Steps Ahead Podcast, there's a link in the bio. If you click the link, it'll bring up some options. There's the swag shop. You can click and buy merchandise. Uh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud. There's a link for that, a link for Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher. You can Google search us, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and we pop up. You can also watch us on YouTube which is a link there. So everything right there is just go to the link in the bio. Everything you need about the show is right there at Two Steps Ahead Podcast. And then my personal Instagram is at Edem Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. And you? I am on Instagram at Tara Hoke Shiro, T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. There's also a link in my bio that will take you to all of the same places, uh, the YouTube videos, the swag shop, 
um, the blog, et cetera, et cetera. And I also want to say thank you to the cities of Santa Clarita, Long Beach, and Pasadena for having us on your public access TV station. We greatly appreciate being a part of the lineup. So if you are in any of those um, cities, we are on Spectrum, Frontier, AT&T, U-verse, and Santa Clarita TV. A lot of cool spots. Thank you so much. Yes. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Do tell a friend. Don't be a schmeagle. <laughs> be kind. Don't be an a-hole. <laughs> tell a friend, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys, for tuning in.